0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish
1: football banter.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris. I'm the host, and tonight I'm joined by two very happy men, John and Andy. How are you doing, guys? Hi right. Chris, yeah. Have it
1: standy?
0: We, that was a <laughs> good like three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, tonight we will be talking about the, the big game for the weekend at Pitaudry, but, um as well as the other uh, games from the, the Premiership and the, the other leagues. But uh, before we get on to the, the main topic for tonight, I think we're going to start off by uh, looking back at the charity bet, which once again we got screwed over. Uh, This week, thanks to our 91st minute goal by (laughs) Mullerville, because at one point Ross County and Dundee, it was a double, we're both winning, 1-0, and Mullerville equalised in the 91st minute, to screw us at about 60 quid or something, so... That was disappointing. Uh, the first goal scorer we had was Elback 2A, but unfortunately, Air United took the lead in that game. Uh, an annoying way, le- last week's uh, bet from Roger McAllister, he's managed, he managed to score in pretty much the first of the 3pm the games in the, on Saturday. So. so there was no charity bet win this week, um, I'm sure we'll come back to it later on in the podcast as to what we're picking. But uh, Let's uh, kick off by talking about the, the action proper uh, over the weekend. And we'll start off on Friday night, because it was, uh, well, a reasonably entertaining game between Inverness and Hearts. the you see it? I was there, yep. Uh,
2: was an entertaining second
0: half, you can be the yes, yes, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> you're probably correct. The first half was um, incident-free, for yes, the most part. just uh,
2: frustratingly so.
0: Although, I, I think Hearts would probably argue that one, because he had a penalty claim. In fact, they had two penalty claims in the first half. Yeah, I don't think are. either of them really aware and then uh, the first one uh, Juanma was uh, I'd heard, the first time I heard Juanma's name he was pretty much accused on even the, the radio commentary of possibly going down a little too easy and I posted Aye. that comment on the forum actually and I was asking about it because I obviously hadn't seen it and there was a few of them saying uh, well it was a bit he, he, he got filled a lot and maybe did a wee bit but it was, it's not as if he was diving or anything no. um, but there was obviously the, the penalty claim in the first half where Juanma did seem to he went down a little too easily, and I don't think there was all that much contact. So I don't, yeah, the no, referee the wasn't was interested.
2: Ross Draper was near Valium, and uh, yeah, I mean obviously, Brad Mackay earlier in the season had some, uh, you yeah, know, pretty, uh, you know, opinionated things to say about uh, about Quanma. But um, Draper's initial reaction was, you know, one that was looking for the referee to take action against the player. If you if you know what I mean, he was. Um, you know making the point that he felt it was a a dive. So, um, I mean, it was it was quite far away from from the press box. But um, I I certainly didn't think there was enough contact to to merit the penalty being given. But uh, yeah, Hearts would probably argue that they they edged the the first half. But uh, there really was was very little goal mouth activity. So. Yeah,
0: I think the other penalty claim was uh, a handball shoot. But uh, it was someone It was Stephen McLean. Never getting a handball with him,
2: <laughs>
0: but no. To be honest, it was one of those ones that the ball was hit at the defender, so I don't yeah. think I don't think it was going to be a penalty anyway. So
2: yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I'm Vaness started the second half pretty well. Got the, the early goal. Um, Hearts was kind of pressing, looking for wanting to get an equaliser, but uh, eventually conceded that second goal after Hearts had gone down to ten men. What did you make of that incident?
2: Well, um, I again I didn't didn't see it at the time, um, but. Uh, I some of the photographers who were behind the goal said that it was a, a clear smack. Um, Toby Shosilva also, you know, made it pretty clear. Oh, you know, didn't, didn't come out in the press and say anything, but, uh, you know, he was telling people that he'd certainly been given a, a good whack by, by, uh, by the defender. So, um, yeah, I think...
0: I'm going to take uh, a bit of an objection to that one because I don't think yeah, a good whack was particularly good way, a good way to describe it. <laughs> he may have caught him with his hand. It wasn't right. the best of punches. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it certainly wasn't enough to make him go down the way he did. I think he, he did make quite a meal of it. And yeah. to be honest, at, at the time I was tweeting about uh, how he'd kind of lashed out at him first and I've seen a few replays since and he, he, he more pushes his arms away. So he's, he he does instigate it, but the reaction from uh, Oshane was just it so it's well over the top, and I don't think he can have too much uh, argument over the red card.
2: Yeah, um, I mean I, I I haven't seen it back. I must say I was on a, a bus very early on Saturday to go straight down to Motherwell for the you North know, County game, but um, yeah, no. It, uh, I mean uh, first I really saw of any sort of. Um, I guess misdemeanour was um, was Show Silver lying on the on the deck as the corner was about to be taken. So um, yeah, I mean it was it was difficult to to see a crowded penalty box as well. Uh, Inverness did did well through the second half, though. I think they 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 merited the the three points. Um, it was good to see James Vincent come back and and score in his first appearance since the the, the Scottish Cup final. He obviously yeah. got the winner in, in that, and it has been ruled out through injury ever ever since. So. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's a player that made a big difference to them uh, in their attacking threat.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that, that was one thing that was pretty clear from, from Friday night's game, was that Inverness seemed to be a bit more uh, clinical with their attacking, which they hadn't really been this season. Was that their first goal at the uh, Caledonian Stadium this season?
2: Yes, that was their first home goal, yeah. Um, I mean, they, they'd only scored four in their eight previous competitive outings, and Again that was their first victory of the, the season on, on Friday, so yeah. they were just looking a little bit more like the team that did so well last season. There were a number of games in which they had to to be really patient last season. They you know, they didn't always finish games off early on. Um a team that did score quite a few late goals and that was kind of much more along the lines of the, the performance
0: that won them points last season. I I don't think the the late goal really made too much difference this time around, but yeah, I I, I would agree. They 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 certainly looked a lot more like themselves this week.
2: Yeah, I I, I just think um, you know, with so many injuries in the early part of the season, uh, it was always going to be difficult. But now that they are getting those players back, they they do still have a good team there. There's there's no doubt about that. You know, they they have lost players, but there there is still a good starting eleven. It's just the perhaps the depth that uh, yeah. It's still, you know, a little bit uh, questionable. I mean, they've they've got lots of players they've brought in, but you know whether they're all going to make an impact in the Premiership remains to be seen. And you know, in certain cases, but um, yeah, no, no there's. I, I don't think they'll finish top six, but uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll. We'll have another few performances Just just the same as as, as that one on Friday to, to keep them ticking along nicely
0: Yeah, I, I don't really see them I don't see them being a relegation danger I know that like that, that was only The uh, four goals they'd scored prior, prior to the game But uh, they're, they're hardly any part of this Because no. they've only got two from their games Which, uh, yes. which they didn't exactly help uh, At the weekend when I mean, they lost one That Dundee uh, Which, to be honest, Dundee haven't exactly shown much promise for, Given the, the start of the season they had But... Um, uh, it was a good bit, of individual skill from from Stewart to get the goal for Dundee, but well, that was that, excellent, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. What a player he is? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he, was, he was obviously shortlisted for the Player of the Year last season, and and mm-hmm. and, and for good reason. He, he he showed that against us, so he was the difference in the two teams. So yeah. uh, although Dundee had been disappointing, it's, it's always good to have a player like him to, to to dig you out the three points.
2: Yeah, he made he made a very quick impact after signing from County Beath, and Paul Hartley was very clever in in making sure he got him tied down on a long term contract last season.
0: Yeah, that was good. Uh, just one final uh, remark on the the Hearts game. I've already but
2: shown that you know they they are out to get real promising in the uh, in in the Scottish top flight, and you know he he maybe be the the sort of player that they they would cast their their scouting network over to, towards looking at him. um You know, for Dundee to have moved quickly, you know, within the first six months of his move to to get him tied down even longer, um, he's he's certainly showing, um, you know that he's he's more than capable of, of uh, you know moving on to yeah. on the big things.
0: Yeah. Yeah certainly. Um there's just one one thing about the heart scheme I forgot to mention. I <laughs> I, I read uh worry tweeting earlier today. Uh he said he was having a wee scan through Jambo's kickback, the the, the forum. Uh, he said I'd almost forgotten how ridiculous our supporters can be after a, a couple of defeats. Mind boggling. It's the first season back in the top flight with a host of new players, but won five out of seven. I can't start writing people off after a few games. No. So I think I think it's uh, there's been a bit of overreaction over the weekend, and not just uh, not just the tinker. I so missed it, so we'll we'll come on to the other games later on because obviously we've just we've kind of covered perfectly. That's all I need here. But we'll come back to the, the, the likes of. Um, Motherwell-Ross County, which obviously you were at as well. Uh, and we'll move on to the lunchtime game, the, the big game of the weekend. Uh, the the top-of-the-table clash between Aberdeen and Celtic. and uh, We know we knew going into this that last season Aberdeen had lost all four games within, uh, against Celtic, so Aberdeen probably had a point to prove. We we did say last week that this was probably the best chance that Aberdeen had to beat Celtic uh, with uh, Celtic's questionable defence, which we didn't know what we were going to put out. And if you ask me, that's exactly what happened.
1: <laughs> I predicted the Celtic centre back pairing.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. But right. yeah,
1: grew and left back. yeah.
0: Yeah. I think Blackett it, was the only but, uh, real surprise. I, I was kind of expecting Assegiri to be the, the left back, but Blackett came in. And, uh, it's hard to tell. I'm kind of I'm inclined to forgive Blackett because it was his debut, but the rest of that defence was just an utter shambles. There was there was nothing there that made me uh, have any hope for. The, the coming weeks, we've got Ajax coming next. I fear the worst there because, for what At I see. At least you've
1: got Sabinovich to come back, depending on oh yeah. how good he is. No but do you give him
0: a debut against Ajax in Amsterdam? That seems a bit, a bit much for me. I mean, like, could, uh, obviously, like the, the goal that uh, won the game came from a free kick, which we got launched into the box, and Paul Quinn had a tap in from about three yards out. Which was, I seen a lot of people blaming Craig Gordon for it for not taking it, but I'm not sure he could because of the way the free kick came in. I was a much more concerned by the fact that Paul Quinn had a tap in It was just completely on that. Yeah, half
1: tackle for the free kick as well. Yeah, the the Ambrose
0: tackle was a bit of a shocker, but then we seem we seem to have a problem with that just a few times uh, towards the end of the game. But, but the, big, the big problem I had with it was that wasn't the first time there'd been a free header in, or a free shot inside their uh, box because in the first half, Constantine missed two great chances. McLean was flagged offside for one that brought a good save at Craig Gordon. He had another one just at the end of the first half. So that's four clear-cut chances Aberdeen had inside their penalty area with nobody marking anybody. So it's not as if that goal that you got with a winner wasn't coming. It was There was massive signals for it. So, yep. so marking not working out quite right. I'm not sure but it's then, even zono marking, marking
1: yeah. last season. Yeah, Just maybe the players. I've heard this not a few times. Yeah,
0: I've heard like zone marking and man marking, and everybody seems to have an opinion on it. To me, yeah. I think it's you generally have a combination of the two. Game realistically. Notes. Virgil
2: Van Dijk. Nope.
0: I think we're having more technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. <I>, Aye. <laughs>
2: um, it was the first game after after Virgil Van Dijk. Um, you know the the record that he had in the team. Well, the record Celtic had with out him in the team last season was something like three three wins out of out of six games in the matches they played without Van Dijk last season. Yeah. I, I,
0: um, to be honest, I, I know I know Van Dijk gets praised for his ability, but I think Van Dijk. From what I seen yesterday, Van Dyke on Saturday, Van Dyke seemed to be a man that organized the defence because there was no organisation whatsoever in that defence yeah. on, on Saturday. It was all over the place a lot of the time.
2: It's that organization That's that at least... perhaps gets taken for granted at times, you yeah. Know, uh, you know, the, the raw attributes are there for everybody to see, but when it comes to you know, the talker in the in the back line that strings it all together, um sometimes it can take his absence before you realise just how how influential he's he's been.
1: So a, a back
0: four that obviously never played together
1: that doesn't help as well. Well,
0: um, you, they, can't mean, have, they can't had they had much time in training together. Yeah, yeah, you say that, but there was a there was a couple of the uh, the preseason games where the likes of Lustig and Boyata and Walgrub all played in the same team. So it's not as if those three hadn't played together, and they three looked like a shambles. Yeah,
1: it
0: was, it was I think just. Boyata, the, the only one really, and it gave us as well. Yeah, I think I, I think certainly the the, the penalty. Uh, Boyata was very naive. Uh, for me Graham Shiny played for that penalty. Uh, I I i I'm not saying he, like, there was anything wrong with that. I've seen plenty of words do this before. He, I'm not sure he was going to, he was going anywhere so he kinda he positioned himself to make sure that if Boyata was clumsy he was going to get him and Boyata came hurtling over <laughs> we couldn't have been any more clumsy if he'd tried and took him out. So I mean there's no doubt for me that was a penalty
2: it was a really silly challenge yeah yeah given, yeah. given, given Shinny was going going absolutely nowhere yeah exactly um, yeah know he, he i mean he, I, I agree I think Shinny Shinny drew it he was clever um that's its you know what what a good player does really in, in yeah. that situation yeah precisely.
0: Um, I seen do it often enough so ah, i can yeah.
2: have to that. again again i mean Boyata was guilty of giving the ball away quite a lot as well his distribution just looks a little bit kind of flustered at times and
0: yeah he's been yeah. prone he's been prone to doing that quite a bit yeah, yeah the, the didn't didn't really
2: directly result in you know goals or anything this time around. Um, I mean, obviously it was his foul for the penalty, but you know he had two passes in the the game against Inver Inverness, which uh, yeah, which led to both goals. Um, you know that was that was a shocking performance that day. Yeah, but, and uh, it was his dodgy
0: pass against Ross County as well, which had the whole debate as to whether Greg Gordon should be sent off. Yes, aye. So, so yeah, so it's a concern.
2: It's, would, you, would
0: you say there's a concern? There's there? a definite concern there. I mean, he he, he seems to be. He, he's not the greatest with his distribution. He seems clumsy at times. He's, he doesn't seem confident either, which is uh, always a bit of a problem for a, a centre defender. And I think with Van Dijk having gone, he's now put he played alongside Mulgrew, uh, and Mulgrew wasn't exactly any better. To be honest, uh, but I mean, no, I know Mulgrew played play there when he was he was given player of the year a few seasons ago under Neil Lennon mm-hmm. but uh, he, he hasn't played there in so long it's, I'm not 100% convinced he can still do it That's now argu- we, we may see that later on that he, if he does get a run in the team at that position that he may be doing quite well but then we'll see if uh, the Croat as I'm going to get it right this week <laughs> we we'll see if he comes in and, uh, and, and takes that place but yeah I mean certainly I, I think the biggest problem I had with Mulgrew was the other penalty shout that you should have got was uh, the handball I, don't think, I, I I saw people saying no maybe it shouldn't be a handball I'm not sure But game they were watching because for me Mulgrew was trying to be clever by pulling his hand out of the way just after he'd played the ball <laughs> he'd seen it coming made sure he played it with his hand and then moved his hand to make sure that, oh, no I moved it out of the way if honest and it worked because he got away with it aye
2: would have been him sent off as well yeah because he'd been, yeah, he'd
0: been booked already Yeah. aye, aye. That's assuming he had been booked it. at all Yes Well for, I mean, for, for, for that kind of handball It's doubtful whether he'd get a booking But Yeah, yeah if, he, if he was booking That was a second booking He'd have been away yeah, well, I I mentioned
2: that one What was the referee's position like For that one again Was he, he Was he quite close
0: I never really saw Aye uh,
2: Because that, that, that would be the only real explanation if, Yeah You'd imagine if he saw it Then he would have given it
0: Well I, th- I think the, 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 I don't think
2: there was any It's any one real of doubt in that front
0: It's one of those ones where you kind of have to interpret the rulebook, because the rulebook obviously says about moving the hand towards the ball. Now, Mulgrew doesn't move the hand towards the ball, he just refuses to move it until the last second, or until just after the last second, to be more accurate. So, to me, he, he, he knew exactly what he was doing, and he's tried to be clever about it, and like I say, got away with it, because he was. Um. But yeah, the, the referee was obviously questioned by both managers and I think both managers had a point because the very first thing which, which we could question is is the penalty that it got. I don't think anybody's going to question it was a penalty. I think no, the, no, the no question no. has been, was it denying a goal-scoring opportunity? And for me, yes, it was. I've see. I, I seen a couple of people on Twitter trying to defend the fact that uh, Considine actually filled him when he had his back to goal. But for me, the foul was that he got spun round by Considine. <laughs> I mean, Griffiths is going to put that away with his left foot. I don't have much doubt about that.
2: I didn't. I didn't think the angle was really opening up for him. I know it was on. It was on his you know, on his favoured foot. Yeah. Um, you know, as he was cutting in, um, I just think Danny Ward was very quick to come out and you know put himself in a position where he looked like he he would have blocked it. But um, it was it was just the you know it was a very acute angle. Um. So I I I felt the yellow was was sufficient on that one,
0: but. Um, yeah, we'll have to agree to disagree on you, that you're one. You're the first person I've heard actually suggest that that is the, the yellow is correct. <laughs> no, I, I, I know that's, that's that's probably not saying much because of my time bound to full of Celtic fans. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even even the pundits, oh, they've all been saying it's been a red card. But I mean, it's it's a fair point. You, you, I've not heard many people try to factor in Ward's positioning and and the angle, which is odd because. You think the angle for me, the angle there's still enough of an angle for Lee Griffiths to score that goal, yeah. And I think that's why. Um, by the time he's facing the wrong way and Considine kind of catches him because there's, there's almost two fills in it, by that point, maybe maybe the angle's gone. Uh, and obviously, facing the wrong way doesn't help, but um, uh, Wards had another sort of second or so to position himself for it. But I, th- I think when the first fill's committed, then Griffiths is in a good position to score. And I think that's it's it's got you've got to you should be given the benefit of the doubt this taken on that one. Um but yeah I think what do you say, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Um but to, to me that, that that's about as good as it got for Celtic. And I actually have a problem with this because there was lots of Celtic fans saying, Oh the referee cost us, it was a game changing decision, Aberdeen should have been down to ten men and I'm thinking Well, we had this conversation a few months ago when Celtic were one now up. A refereeing decision didn't go Celtic's way and Celtic failed to see out the game at 1-0. Are we now saying that Celtic need a referee to help us win a game when we're already 1-0 up?
1: It's not just that. It was when it, goes to, when it goes to 1-0 and obviously Hayes gets sent off, you've got a good 25 minutes to win the game as well. Yeah, I mean, well, so, actually, we'll come on to this,
0: this one because for, was it a sender off? I'm not convinced it was. Not for me.
1: no. I mean, no, uh, I don't
0: think so. The argument is it was excessive force. Not entirely convinced by that. He was out of control. He didn't look out of control to me. I, uh, there was people on the, think uh, the think television. Was out of control as well.
1: That's, that. Uh, he, he lost the ball. I
0: I would say they were as out of control as each other, and I don't think yeah. they were particularly out of control. I think the excessive force thing is probably more likely in the case of um, his. But I don't. I I just don't see enough of it there for that to be a straight red card.
2: No, particularly with the way he connects with the ball as well, which you know, let's not, you know, let's be honest, he, he does he does win the ball. Um, I think it was it was kind of the the way in which the second, you know, his, his right leg sort of ended up. Yeah, you know, uh, it looked awkward. Um, I think it Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Certainly wasn't. You know, deliberately an, an, an act of excessive force. Um, certainly, you know it didn't go over the top of the ball. It was a, a straight leg. Um, you know, it was
1: it looked
0: looked very harsh to me. Yeah, I think so. I, I just been appealed
1: anyway, so we'll see what happens with that. I, th- yeah. I, I think it's,
0: it, it's one of those ones that's open to interpretation, and I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if the appeal fails. But having said, like I say, at the time I thought it was a harsh red card, but I can I can kind of see both angles from it. I he think was there's
2: enough to be to make the challenge yeah, well because oh yeah, yeah. the, the, the ball was, was there to be won. Um, you know, as as John said, the and um, you know, Lustig had you know given the, the ball away as as such. So uh, you know the ball the ball was very much there for, for both players to, to go in for it. and um, I think the angle that he was coming at, you know, made made it him look like the
1: you know, the the player coming in with a bit more force, but yeah. I don't think it was excessive force it's one of those as well whether there was anything kind of sound you know how sometimes when there's a challenge and you hear a kind aye, of sound they get to far and that whether maybe he's took it he's, he's reacted to that the referee
0: don't know yeah. I mean I think Lustig was on a, the wrong end of a few challenges in the game as well because there was the other one when um,
1: Kenny McLean Kenny McLean
0: yeah he had a kick at Woestig now again well, that, that, that Again, is this is, that I, wasn't,
2: yeah, I that, wasn't sure about that one I, I felt that McLean was, was pretty fortunate there
0: you do know, <laughs> uh, it. I, I couldn't believe the referee only spoke to him. I thought he was getting a it To be honest, I think mm-hmm. he was being a bit excessive. I wouldn't say well, this is different from excessive force. He was trying. He was he was trying to get the ball. I don't think there's any doubt that no. he was trying to get the ball. And, and Lustig was obviously on the ground at the time. He was he was trying to kick the ball. I don't. I think he he could have used a bit of common sense and not went for it because that's of,
2: the way the, I would say. Yeah, I, I think there's a way of going about it when you know the player's head's on the ground like yeah. that. Um, and I just think it was a little bit naughty you know just again I'm not saying he should definitely have been sent off for it but um, you know a yellow card might have might have been a a fairer sort of course of action there I, I just it, it looked a little bit look, um, you know the, the head was on the ground and there, there, there was just a a way of a way of trying to retrieve the ball there that you know, McLean probably should have, you know, tried to tried to go for it rather than rather than the way he did. Yeah,
1: it was right in front of the fourth official as well. So if any mm. action was going to be taken, then you would have thought he would have said something. But
0: it nah, was also right in no. front of Aberdeen. Dugout of Arsenal, so <laughs> maybe he was intimidated into making this. I don't know. Nah, I don't think. I don't. I don't think it was anything enough to get a, a red card there. I know. Um, that's like the BBC were on were playing Tribal Sports scene again last night. We were picking on that decision and saying, Oh well, the compliance officer need to watch that one. They were picking on Griffiths in his comments after the game about how if the the coincidental challenge had been to our end, you can bet the guy would have been sent off. I, thought, I noticed he's sort of how?
2: gone back on that a wee
1: bit today Oh because uh, you what he went when he
0: thought about it I thought, well Craig Gordon didn't get sent off a few weeks ago.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Plus he does it on a ban as well. Aye, well yeah, absolutely. I mean it was uh, it was
2: something that would have immediately been you know, flagged up to the compliance officer. Yeah. Well, I when think he, when he made those comments, the about,
0: other, prob- I, the other problem with Lee Griffiths is that he's, he's, he now needs to keep his nose very clean because his uh, his court case is finished last week. So the SFA uh, citation that's been on hold because of that court case will now come into play. And since he admitted he was guilty, <laughs> I, th- I think that's pretty much an open and shut case. Do you know? Yeah. Now I think, but th- th- the now becomes that question of, is that chant. on the same kind of level as the Tonev incident? Do you call it racism? Do you call it xenophobia? Is it just ridiculous banter in a pub which you shouldn't have done? But It'll be interesting to see what the SFA come away with. I mean, I could understand if they threw the same punishment that Tonev got at him. I could also understand if they just say, well, the judge just admonished you so he never even fined you. The only only money you've actually fined was done by a club, so... We consider a matter dealt with and we'll move on. I don't actually see them doing that because I think they'll have to be seen to be clamping down on it. And that could leave certain with a big problem because depending on how long he gets uh, suspended for, we're left by Chief Gene Stokes, as are strikers. <laughs> Thanks to our stupid transfer window policies. So, i will be interested to see what happens with that. Obviously, i will be interested to see if he does get cited. We record this on a Monday night. The compliance officer usually does the work on a Tuesday morning, unfortunately, so we won't know until tomorrow. Aye. We'll just uh, what's been pulled out of that one, but... Um... We can talk about the good things out now.
1: The game.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll, we've chalked all that off, right. The good thing. My, my favourite thing had Nicholas. to be... No, 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 my, no. My favourite thing had to be the guy with his belly trying to put away Griffiths <laughs> off his belly. <laughs> Fantastic, wasn't <laughs> it? That was absolutely brilliant. I never realised until about a third replay, it also had police written on his city. <laughs> So that's my favourite thing for the game, what we use.
1: Kevin's got a spot on. I mean, we spoke up last week about how I thought Shinny maybe might be put back into the centre mid, which I think helped us a lot in terms of his kind of stamina getting up and down the park. Uh, obviously, Considine maybe was a bit suspect a wee bit in the first half, but saved us then at the end of the game where he did, yeah. they well, cleaned well, the uh, Stuart Griffiths. Shouldn't have been on the park. <laughs> shouldn't have be been on the park, but, <laughs> well, but
0: the park, so. my argument that one is if he was in the park, he's might have stopped it
1: exactly so, so there you go uh, no mckinnon got the selected spot on I yeah, think yeah definitely um, and people are saying oh it's on only... he he's <laughs> but better believe it he believes it and it's maybe the supporters needed the belief that we can actually beat Celtic well that I mean that's
0: still that's the key for me is That you have now beaten Celtic. This is one of the the biggest sticking points of last season, was that you couldn't beat Celtic. So, we're now looking at. You've started the season better than you did last season. You've now beat Celtic, which is something you didn't do last season. That's two massive things which cost you last season in the league. Already ticked off.
1: The team are getting more confident every week. Defence seems. I mean, I can't think of really many kind of chances Celtic hard. That was the most. Yeah, that, free kick. Well, that was... the most,
2: most impressive thing for me was the performance of Quinn and Taylor at the back. I thought they were, with the exception of Quinn's little slip up late on that, uh, that Constantine had to bail him out for. I think the, the, the performance of the central defenders was was outstanding. Uh, Constantine obviously had a, uh, you know, not the smoothest of afternoons Obviously with the penalty, there was obviously the the, the back pass that went wrong in the opening minute.
0: Yeah, I was um, tragic trying to pick it one. Yeah.
2: Yes, and uh, along with that, you know, Constantine himself should have. Scored a couple as well, he was guilty of, of missing some guilt edged chances. But yeah, uh, I thought Taylor and Taylor and Quinn were they just marshalled Celtic's threat very, very comfortably. Taylor by. was
1: like Beckabout at times. <laughs> Aye. Have you seen the yeah. stats
0: though? The, the stats are interesting did I mean with like Celtic had fifty four percent of the possession. It was on shots, it was thirteen shots for Celtic to five for Aberdeen. And of those thirteen Celtic only managed three on target. So for all uh, we were saying that uh, the likes of McLean and Considine, especially in the first half missed some cracking chances. Celtic must have wasted a hell of a lot as well.
1: I it shows you know how starts can be a bit misleading because obviously we we're talking about that there Celtic having more chances, but Aberdeen did have the better chances. I thought
0: so, yeah. I I don't But d yeah. we're, we're talking thirteen there, only three in target. I can't, even, I can't even tell you what most of them were. No. But I can
1: tell I you
0: I can like tell you what most of the one Aberdeen rate. ones were. Yeah, exactly. That's I that. That to me
1: to
0: make. No, I think the the best save in the match came for uh, Gordon when for the offside header for McLean. Get to, McLean, yeah.
1: he to the crossbar. Ironically, ironically
2: that one wouldn't. Oh be yeah, the, the free a kick. On goal I, to I know exactly. Be.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, so the, the, the best save of the game didn't count. But yeah, you're right. The, the, the crossbar saved you as well. Um, and probably, I suppose you could you probably count Considine uh, as a as a good save as well. Yeah, and yeah Mulgrew. Mulgrew's good save as well.
1: Oh hi. Uh, but the other thing as well to touch on I think is there's been a lot of talk under our uh, daily, uh, daily at Celtic about their fitness but Aberdeen's fitness going down, went down to 10 men we didn't really like a team with 10 men we no. still could have tried to go for it um, and obviously it paid off okay it was from a set piece but I think our, our fitness doesn't probably get talked up as much as uh, what's getting ha- what's happened at Celtic so no, I, think- I get to make for that way
0: can I fork you right in the back backroom stuff. well no, I mean the, the, all credit has to go to Aberdeen for, for, for the, the win um, obviously like last season when, when we went down to 10 men and we won 2-1 having been one each we went down to 10 men it was a big boost for our season you seen the way the, the, the Celtic players were celebrating after the game it was pretty much a mirror I mean sh- yesterday I mean, well Saturday sorry. just the other way round yeah right? it, was, it was obviously Aberdeen were celebrating just as much yeah. as we were So, and, and, and i seen people criticising them for this I didn't understand that It was. was, I see Celtic fans saying, "You're celebrating as if you won the league." Well, this is the first time you beat Celtic in a while, so I'm not surprised. We're the champions. It's a good scalp, and ultimately they're celebrating exactly the same way we celebrated last year. So nobody criticised us for celebrating when I did It's just there's been some ridiculous uh, criticisms. I think none of them merit anything.
2: Just deflection. Tell, it's deflation. Tell you who yeah. I thought made a real impact when he came on was uh, was Josh Parker. Um, yeah. I thought he, he he was brilliant. He really you know got the ball sticking up in areas when he was at some point, you know at some points he was surrounded by two or three players. Um, run, you know, he showed a willingness to run with it and drew a lot of you know important free kicks at a time when we were really looking to to run the clock down and. Um, you know, it was it was a very it was just a confident and assured uh performance off the bench at a time when we, we really needed, you know, that that player to to run in those channels. Uh,
1: I think as well, Ryan Jack. Yeah. his best performance against Celtic. Uh probably helped by the fact I don't know Scott has been talk at Celtic, obviously Scott would be a bit out of form, but uh, I thought Jack was was pretty good inside Shirry. I like that pairing. if certainly we had follow we had two Graham Shirries. I wanted to
2: play left back as
1: well. Yeah. Aye.
2: Well, that's that's what I thought. You know, even watching him at Inverness last season, because um, he's always been able to flip between the two positions very, very comfortably. Um, his central midfield performances maybe stand out a wee bit more because it's a position where you know, players get on the ball and, and can dominate in their possession and um, you know just take real authority of a match. And yeah, he's always been the type of player that can do that. Um, I certainly think Ryan Jack was was a standout, you know, in terms of his uh, his battle with with Scott Brown. I think Jack definitely came out on top on on that one. Yeah, when you could probably argue it was it was very much in Brown's favour last season.
0: I would I would say so, but um, I think there, there seems to be something not quite right with Scott Brown at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I was look, I was reading uh, the footy blog net earlier, which uh, Scott obviously he's been in the podcast before, uh, and he was pointing out a few of the, the the problems that he had to have got at the moment. He, one of the things he focused on was Scott Brown because we've obviously seen him being pretty much anonymous against Malmo he was then pretty much anonymous against uh, George for Scotland and now he's been he was, for him really anonymous against Aberdeen now I mean you compare that with uh, Celtic's last trip to Putaudry and the goal we scored where he had a tackle it was a cracking tackle at the edge of our box right out of the park and he uh, was there to put the ball in the net so I mean it's, it's he's a shadow of the guy he was he usually is, which is is a big concern for us because when he plays Celtic tend and play. I mean, he doesn't play then there's a massive hole in their midfield, and that's not a good place to have a massive hole. Yeah,
1: just remember, but so he had a chance towards the end of the game. He yeah, pulled it, he pulled, pulled it, it wide with yeah. his left foot. I uh, don't know whether it's a fitness thing, but supposedly, the well, yeah, manager said that does not know his fitness. Yeah, just aye. a dip in form. But if he's having a dip in form, whether he's a captain or not. Sure, a good margin Maybe better to take him out yeah but the problem is we and don't really I'm have him to put back in f- Mulgrew could play in midfield I know he's but maybe he's, he's just not- coming back in the fitness back but Mulgrew's a better playing <laughs> in the centre of the park than he is anyone else
0: maybe but even Mulgrew isn't playing that great at the moment I think that this is a big this is another big concern we have got because there's too many players off form I mean of, of the players that played uh, other than they try to intercept that early pass back for uh, Rodjick was anonymous uh, Gary mckay Stephen did very little where the likes of Forrest and Chief J came on eh, towards the end of the game and we haven't seen enough of Chief J obviously eh, we haven't seen him domestically to be honest until until we came off the bench here but eh, even in Europe it wasn't exactly great for us, I think he's taken a while to settle in at Celtic um, Forrest can be a bit and miss at times um, Beaton I don't say he was especially bad but I think one of the biggest problems we've got is Johansson has not been able to find his form of last season and that more than anything was one of the things we spotted last season. If he didn't play well, Celtic didn't play well. The, the so there's, too well many, there's too many players that have to play well for Celtic, not play well at the moment, and it's falling apart So it's just it's, I know, Chris Collins. Yeah, Chris has not looking involved
1: yeah. at all. Like, I don't know whether Dyland doesn't like him, but he ended up having to play him last year. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be the same again this season. It's it seems as if he up. doesn't.
0: Yeah. He doesn't seem to like him, but. It doesn't yeah. seem to fit. I think, think's the problem. I think Dyla's got a, a blind spot when it comes to Johansson. Now, last season it was fine because Johansson was, was the best player. He got a player of the year, deservedly so. This season, he just hasn't been able to find the same form. So, for me, Johansson has to get dropped. And the obvious replacement for Stefan Johansson is Chris Commons, because they play in the same position. He's tried to play them together and it doesn't work. I don't think so. I'll be looking at getting Commons back in there and giving Johansson a break, just to see if it can... Matter. Kind of spark your hands and back into the game but.
1: He's always a danger against Aberdeen He scored 10 goals he scored, I remember him scoring his debut against us as well
0: Yeah, Mulgrew used to be a danger against you as well and then, yeah. I, then I was moaning about him taking free kicks But then I can't remember the last time Charlie Mulgrew had a decent free kick So I'm not surprised But yeah, like I say, all credit to Aberdeen That's uh, six wins in the bounce For the first time in your history At the start of the season uh two points clear with the game in hand. Could be up to five tomorrow you yeah. play Hamilton. But it's a pedod as well, isn't it? Uh, yes. detailed, so, right. that, that,
2: that game's crucially important because uh you know obviously you could argue that the hard bit's been done in establishing the lead in the first place, but in order to, to send out a real statement then, you know anything uh yeah, the, the only the only thing that can do that is just maximum points against Hamilton. Um yeah. you know, 'cause anything else would be perceived as a a slip up, um, and that's the pressure Aberdeen are going to have to face now in every match that they play. Um, you know, in, in order to, yeah. to make sure they don't relinquish this position that they've they they've established.
1: Exactly, um, and, and uh, the well, we it with the D, when the D keeper told you that they could have put ten men behind the ball.
0: Well, you're still so at yeah.
1: It shows that shows the respect now that uh, other teams have for Aberdeen now. But the importance of tomorrow as well is the fact we've got a difficult game on Sunday against Hearts. Timecast what well, and I sell out as well yeah. on Sunday.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that, that that's a venue that Aberdeen haven't fared very well at in the past.
0: Oh, yeah. even a couple of seasons ago when Hearts were heading for the the championship. Yes, <laughs> did they take like seven out of nine off here or something?
2: Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Seven seven out of nine. Um, just a the archetypal bogey team, but um, that's just a, it's a venue that Aberdeen just haven't haven't done well at, and you can understand why because. Uh, it's a quite an intimidating venue. Uh, the home fans get right behind, the, you know, the Hearts team. Um, obviously, Aberdeen as an away game is you know a, a big one for for Hearts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings out a, a kind of big game atmosphere. So um, I would expect it to be rocking on Sunday. But certainly, if, if Hearts play as they, they did it uh, in Inverness on on Friday, then uh, wouldn't be too concerned. <laughs>
0: but I just uh, I feel that they, it's a they diff- can go up. A, a f- it's a very different ask at Castle, I think. Especially in front of a, a, a full stadium. Yeah. That could make a big difference. We're still having technical issues here, unfortunately. <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> this is fun. <fine. laughs>
1: Have you got... Can you hear me? Yeah,
0: we can hear you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry for that. Focus start chat. Thank you for
0: tuning into the tariff, Just Podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah. So they, somebody put fifty p in the middle. Aye. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think we've probably covered most of what we're going to cover. The, the Aberdeen Celtic uh, game. Uh, the only other thing I've got in my notes is uh, Aberdeen are still twelve to one to win the league. Given it Celtic are having to rebuild their defence and they're going to take a bit of time to gel, and Aberdeen on the other hand are just tweaking a team that played well last season. It's probably worth a couple of quid.
1: My, wife, my wife's got my wife's got money on it. There you go. She had she had money on it last season as well.
0: You had her, her wear an Aberdeen jersey at the weekend as well.
1: we'll no, we'll no, Facebook. she wore out of it, she wore out of her own choice, but uh, I was gonna say that folk are still quite dismissive of the fact that theres uh, there is there can't be a title challenge because <laughs> they talk about a seventeen point gap last year, but <laughs>
0: I know they keep 12 going. Points
1: that, Twelve points when against Celtic. Yeah. So we only need a couple of wins to maybe overturn that yep. plus after the last game against Celtic, Aberdeen, I wouldn't say rested players did take their squad because we'd secured second. Yeah, the game was the, so the game was over yeah. It wasn't really, but it was a seventeen-point gap. But it wasn't really. If that makes sense. The, well, only- the European
2: <laughs> the European campaign was coming up so soon. um yeah. Really, all things considered, that you know there were players that were away international duty. Mark Reynolds and Munai again went away yeah. with uh, with Northern Ireland and Scotland in the early part of June. So. Um, you know, they they very much needed to to have a break uh, at yeah. that particular time. So
0: because their summer holiday, was a Sunday or
2: something. Aye, yeah. oh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, yeah no you're, are,
0: the, the the seventeen point gap always seemed artificial to me. But I, I, I was pointed it to me on Twitter earlier, and I forget who it was. I apologise if you're listening. But the the they wanted the lucky stats for uh, Aberdeen now is that they only managed to win four out of a possible 18 games against teams that were top six last season that weren't Celtic. Now I'm assuming that like, that's including the, the, the Dundee United and Dundee Cup defeats because otherwise it doesn't quite add up. But four out of 18 against teams that are kind of similar level is probably the other uh, stat that Aberdeen need to work on. Now mm. so far they've obviously taken three off Dundee United this season, they've taken three off Dundee this season and they've taken three off Celtic. So mm we'll see in the coming weeks how that goes because we are only, like, you're only six games into your season, the seventh game for you is uh, the Hamilton game, so well, once you've played, everybody at least once will have a better kind of view on the how the title might, or title challenge might pan out, but we shall what? see, we shall see in the coming weeks I don't, I, I, I really don't think that it's going to be the, the runaway, some people thought it was going to be with Celtic um, I think 12, I would definitely not realistic. be honest, 12-1 could be really good worth
1: uh well, to be yeah. honest Absolutely.
0: The one thing
1: as, I do agree with, sorry. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say, as as they would say in the in the casino,
0: lump it all on red.
1: <laughs> the, the one thing I probably would agree with though is that Celtic do have a bit more depth to the squad. Still, but they the point. If, the if, best you if, if we stay, if we are lucky and stay injury free, which are like key players, because uh, I wouldn't like to. I'd be a bit worried if Rudy was to get injured.
0: I'd be worried if Lee Griffiths get injured so we do have similar problems depending on what position you're talking about anyway right okay let's move on because we're coming and going and we're going to need to battle through this podcast I think before everybody falls off yeah because that's the next thing I've got on my list that's Kamarnock's first win at Tanadice for seven years Ryan Dow oh dear it's uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to be critical of Jackie McNamara because you can't keep selling your top players and not reinvest in the team now that, that's one question for me for Duny United see all that money that we, Celtic gave you recently where's it gone? what did you Jackie do Jackie
1: McNamara's with it? pocket Aye. So cut. I, know, I know
0: some of it went to Jackie McNamara but it didn't all go to didn't Jackie McNamara no, no, no. There's yeah. some of that could have been invested in the team and they it's
1: just... going to buy
0: an Australian team. Is that not what's happened? <laughs> to Stephen He's right. buying an Australian
1: team. There, there's something not quite right at that club. The I signings were a little bit
2: questionable as well. I felt. I mean, um, Billy Mackay's is going to be a good signing for them. He obviously scored. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scored a penalty. He was. He's an established player in the in the Premiership. Um, but they gave Robbie Muirhead uh, away on loan to, to Partick Thistle. Yeah, that was really. He was signed in, in January.
0: January yeah. Sorry. And they got him in January, because if I trying to get Scott Allen.
2: Yeah. And King yeah, Elm, so right. they
0: got Robin Muirhead instead.
2: A compromise. A guy that they paid money for in January, yeah, and yet they've sent him out on loan, and they, they brought in uh, a lad from, was it Fulham? Uh, the Australian guy. Um,
1: can't remember yeah, his name. Midfielder. Yeah. Cool, cool cool or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they brought in a striker, Taggart, as well. Taggart, Adam Taggart, yeah.
2: Um, so... Yeah, no, it, it just all seemed a little bit badly planned. Uh, obviously, Rodney Schneider was another one that seemed very mysterious.
0: Yeah, it came know. and went very quickly.
2: Uh, right. Aye, there's the whole issue with Stevie Campbell just now as well. It seems as if he's fallen out with mm. with McNamara, which is worrying, you know, because he's got a great track record there.
0: Hi, it's kind of, developing young players. It's kind of he's he's quite about one long of these. How it and I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if that's that he doesn't last much longer. Unfortunately. Um, mm. Because I mean, he did, he did really well with Partick Thistle and he did do well with, with Dundee United as well to begin with, but it's it's kind of hard to recover from losing so many decent players. Um, so, I'm oh. interested to see how they go on. I they were kind of unlucky against Kilmarnock actually, because if anything... Uh, yeah, Jamie McDonald. I've I seen a, a, see a start. In the last 25 games, Dundee United only won, only
1: won 4 games. They lost 17. Yeah, that's pretty pretty bad. S- score twenty, conceded forty-seven. Aye, that's really
0: really poor. And yet, Matty Mara keeps on saying say that we've been unlucky. I I pretend to agree with them in the Kamara game. I would, they were pretty unlucky, but um, I don't think for the rest of them they were uh, they were pretty unlucky to be honest. Let's like say McDonald, he, he was he was in pretty good form and. And then obviously the Cormorna got the, the the winner in the 88th minute from McHattie. So it uh, was too, right? Uh, yeah. A strike. Yeah, I mean, Cormorna's first win of the season. That's uh, taken them off the bottom. Like I mentioned earlier on, Party of over replaced the them with their two goals and their three points. Dundee United are sitting second, second bottom, though.
2: Yeah. Um, if if Thistle had held on for a, a point against Dundee, then uh, United would have been uh, bottom, I think. Uh,
0: Maybe in goal scored. I don't know. I think part of this was still be bottom of goal scored. They've only
2: scored uh what was it four goals all, all season, is it? Yeah, it's
0: two more than so. Mm.
2: Two more <laughs> I suppose it is, uh, aye. <laughs> but um, they would have been joint bottom anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, the other game well uh, Hamilton got a bit of hiding off St Johnson. Aye. That was that uh, was unexpected, I think we were tipping. Well our, our predictions last week were appalling to be honest because we were predicting Hearts were going to win I was predicting Hamilton were going to win bookie bashing everywhere the only money I, I had with one, though. I, 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 you got spot on 2-1 to be fair the only money I won at the weekend was betting on Aberdeen because bookie were doing a £5 free bet if it lost so I went eh £5 in Aberdeen why not oh did you yep oh no traitor to my club but ah, yeah, we won me a bit of money, so we kept the rest of the costs. I was nearly winning a bit off the the, the charity bit as well because I had that one bit backed. But damn you, Motherwell! <laughs> in fact, that's the other game I suppose of the weekend that we could talk about is Motherwell Ross County because um, you were at that one as well, Andy.
2: I was, yeah, yeah. It wasn't wasn't a classic. Um, county looked to be pretty much firmly in control of it, though. Um, you know, they they were a real threat from set pieces in the in the first half in particular. Um, Motherwell weren't defending them very well at all. Big Andrew Davis was causing all sorts of problems in the in the box, and it was him that kind of set up the the opener for Michael Gardine So, um, yeah, I mean, without you know necessarily peppering the Motherwell goal with with attacking threat, they still looked by far the more likely. Um, there was never any sort of real onslaught from Motherwell as the second half wore on. You know, the, the guys that you would consider Motherwell's main danger men, Lionel Ainsworth wasn't really, you know, him his usual self. Scott McDonald had a poor game, he came off at half time. Motherwell got decent impact from their substitutes. Um, Marvin Johnson set up the winner. Um Theo Robinson came on for his home debut, I think it was. And he looked uh, he looked quite good as well. But um, um Lewis Moult got the Got the equaliser later on, and um, I mean a, a draw was not necessarily an unfair result, but um, county certainly looked as if they they were on their way. But it, it's no disaster for county; they actually went up one place, yeah, uh, on goal difference yeah. above Dundee. So um, you know, it's a sort of you know a point away from home isn't ever anything to be worried about. No, uh, it's
0: just disappointing from the charity a bit perspective. Yes, there's, there's, I there's see
1: that. there we should have. we should should, SPL starts did a tweet earlier because a few days ago they tweeted that Motherwell haven't lost the Ross County at Park
0: I know I saw that
2: well first the goal was in the first minute five in stoppage time so uh, they weren't they weren't too far away at all nearly
0: aye did you see um, Sports Scene last night
2: I didn't see it no I didn't they
0: they chose this game for uh, they they did a feature on Keith Lasley no, oh I'm, yeah. I, I I'm surprised I'm surprised Connie McLaughlin could walk after it, you know what he's like aye. I mean I mean like he might have slid tackle, I don't mean like <laughs> 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 a bit of an accusation that yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I was thinking what if I missed
1: you. <coughs>
2: anyway, <clears throat> yeah,
0: yeah
1: it was,
0: actually, I was quite good. Yeah, inside, yeah. It was um they did a feature of him singing at the, 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 the playoff game after Rangers, obviously singing that um, Twist and Shoot. Oh, have you gone again? <laughs> this is going well. Hello. <laughs> here we go. Are here? Hi. Back again. Yep. This is going to be a mess uh, this podcast, isn't it? Ah, uh, you said uh, feature
2: on him singing at the uh, playoff game.
0: It the be, uh, yeah, it, it was a feature on like, him. They, they talked about how he made his debut at Ibrox and then... Um, Obviously they they were singing the, that twist and shout. at hey, Brocks the first leg, and then they after the game they gave him a microphone. He was singing along. So it's been good fun. Yeah.
2: I know he's, he's done well for them. Uh, I, since he's come back. He, you know he's he's obviously got a testimonial just just the other week, didn't he? Yeah. So um, a very effective player. One that you know probably very frustrating to play against. But <laughs>
0: that's what we're for. Up wouldn't
2: it. <laughs> wouldn't mind him on. You know a lot of teams would certainly. Love to have him on, on their side, you know, because he just gives everything, doesn't he? You know, he's a committed player and, um, you know, a good user of the ball. Not a particular goal threat as such, but, uh, oh. no, he's he's, um, he's been a really good servant to Motherwell.
0: I, 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 I did quite like the fact that this feature in sports scene, it just annoys me because sports scene's so short and you're always kind of playing for time, but then they do these features and they're quite interesting. So I was, I, mean, I, was, I was quite happy to sit and watch a bit about it. and like, I don't think there was too much missing for the other games this week. I think sports team's just about got the balance right this week. I mean, they even had a wee bit on uh, Ralph Milne at the Dunne United game, obviously him passing in the, during the week and them having the the, the minutes silence. Do they have a silence or an applause? Because I forget who has what these days.
1: Aye. Um, they had a minute's applause at the
0: Aberdeen Celtic game, fucking Liam, like it. Yeah, yeah I know it, uh, it was an applause, yeah. But they
1: had silence at another game. Aye, ah, it was a must have been silence. Minute and, minute silence. Minute in,
0: yeah. and then like, they finished the sports scene last night with a, a tribute to Jock Jockstein, who obviously it was 30 years since he passed uh, through the week, and like, I know they had that at um, Hamden on, on Monday night as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, 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 it just seems to be... There's been a few sort of tributes. I do think Sports team was really nicely balanced last night. They even managed to get time to uh, talk about Rangers. If you
2: heard Sports Sound through the week, uh, there was a good bit on Jock Stein. They had Graeme Soonis on the radio and Archie McPherson, and the pair of them could have gone on all night, you know, just with anecdotes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's very, very good, very moving tributes and um, lots of good stories, so.
0: Oh, no, that's that's what you're after, isn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, generally, uh, even a Daily Record had a good feature on uh, Sunnis and Steen actually. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if you can find it, you should go and read up. And uh, BBC Alba showed uh, Alex Henley's documentary on Jockstein as well. Again, so uh, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a few sort of tributes. I know um, there's a there's an event up at Celtic Park on Sunday before the game as well, with the the, the fans are commemorating Jockstein So. It's our first home game since the anniversary, so... Uh, a few, I hope a few people make it along that. But yeah, I mentioned the Rangers game there. Um, we had a, a couple of messages from Craig, who uh, you may remember was the previous host of the podcast, who hasn't been on this season yet, we'll need to try and get him back on again. But he was saying, ''I often like to focus on the more unusual aspects of football when I attend Ibrox. The referee lost his yellow card twice during the game. How often does that happen? Once, never mind twice.'' Yeah, I, my, my thought on that one is, yeah, just don't pick it up and show it to him, because if you're Paul Gascoigne, you get booked book for it. That was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen a referee in Scotland do. <laughs> uh, then say, the referee stopped the game because Lovie's number eight was missed the guard. Strangely, the solution was to fetch a new one from the bench. What happened to the original? Surely that can't get lost on the pitch. Good question. <laughs> And the final comment was also my footlong hot dog was accompanied by a Western footlong roll. Footlong hot dogs must be served with a appropriate roll. I disagree. I like my meat hanging out. Oh come on, that was a good
1: joke. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really know where
0: to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I still thought I always said you'd be cut off again.
1: No, I just, I wasn't sure if I'd been caught
0: off at all. No, I, 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 in, in all seriousness, I have made this complaint a few times. See when you get a burger and the bun, uh, you have to eat bun before you even get a taste of burger. That really, really annoys me. I had that at the homemade burger company at uh, Brayhead a few weeks ago and it really did get my nerves. And then uh, I was at McDonald's <laughs> of all places a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and their burger was hanging out the bun. And I thought, this is great. How is this better? This cheap ass kiddy on burger better than the one I got out of a place called a homemade burger company. That's just wrong. So if you're listening to Burger Makers, I want a bun that at least touches the edges of the burger, the uh, bun. The burger has to touch the edge of the bun, yeah. Or ideally hanging out the edge. Because the whole point is meat. So there you go. I think
1: we might have a title for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I right.
0: never really Go
2: get out. burgers at, uh, at these events. Um, I'm a
0: pie man through and through when it comes to the football. So, oh, I agree. I, I, I mean, I, we, we do need to question Craig's integrity here because usually he was All a right. big man for a pie. But uh, imagine him getting a hot dog. What is happening?
1: He must have went to money. <laughs> <laughs> hot dogs are
0: you?
1: Oh, actually, five, out of five in a game
0: or something. See what we're commenting See the pie I had at the Scotland game last Monday. It was burnt mini edges. It made it really hard to eat. I didn't like it. It wasn't as peppery as the ones at Celtic Park either. So that, that's a, that's a big thing for me. It's peppery. I like a peppery pie. Yeah, silence. Again. Everyone's, everyone's
1: yep. wanting <laughs> to make a It's, it's not a silence, but you're wanting to make a joke. Usually, in the pub you'd be making a joke, whereas you're you kind know, of sometimes thinking, oh, I won't make a joke. You're yeah. just making the joke anyway. You know what?
0: I, I, I'm thinking I might not bother hitting the magic button tonight just to leave these silences in because they're almost funnier than my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there plenty,
1: plenty of silences the, yeah. in mind because of my Skype connection tonight. I know, it's just... I am,
2: I'm getting silent pauses as well, but uh, I don't know which ones just are.
0: I which ones
2: know, are intentional
0: and which ones aren't? Well, no, somewhere along Imagine the line, there's, there's, on the Skype. yeah Yeah, right, this is this is th- this is amateur hour again. This is about three weeks in a row. We've had issues of coughing and sputtering, and <laughs> microphones all <laughs> plugged in, and oh, all sorts of people get cut off. Well, it's it must like,
2: must must be me. It must be my involvement, which has <laughs> ruined
1: it.
0: Actually, well, <laughs> well, well, always seems to
2: be technical problems
0: know, when I'm involved. Hey ho! What can
1: we do? I might need to might need to finally update Skype. <laughs> Dangerous. Do, do, it, me for about six
0: do it on Wednesday or something. <laughs> Somewhere will the podcast. Maybe we'll be ready, we, we'll might, be ready for one
2: Might be ready, aye. Might, might almost be ready.
0: Alright, right, let's move on because we're, we're marching on for time again. Uh, we should probably get out of making our predictions before we get on the charity bit. So uh, we'll start off with the Tuesday game, obviously. Uh, Aberdeen versus Hamilton. And I can't see another than Aberdeen win in this, so I will say 2 0, 5 points clear. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: What are you asking for my prediction? Yeah.
0: Somebody else predict. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll go for Aberdeen two now. Uh, same as me. Right. Okay. I can't
2: really see faster. Don's win either. Um, I'm going to say
0: a three-one victory. You see Hamilton scoring. You've only conceded two goals. One of them was a penalty. Yeah, but they're uh, they're they're,
2: they're uh, an attacking side. They. They can be a, a big threat, actually. Um, no, I, I, I just like the. I, I really enjoy watching Hamilton play. If I'm being honest, um, I just. I, th- I think they've they've got a wee bit of a soft centre, um, and I think Aberdeen will, will have too much for them on the night. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to to see them. Net a consolation. Stranger things have happened.
0: All right. Okay, so moving on to the weekend games, we'll start off with the 3 o'clock kickoffs. offs The first is Dundee United versus Inverness. And, uh, to be honest, I think Inverness will win this. If Jackie McNamara hasn't left already, he will be after this one, I would think. I uh, will say 1-0 Inverness.
2: That's exactly what I was going to go for as well. Yeah, That's
1: what I was going for as well. <laughs> and do, you know what, do you want to hear? Oh, by the way, this is the odds for this game, right? Dundee right are thirteen to ten. Yep. The draw is five to two. Yep. And are two to one. Ooh. If we're tempted, and it could be a wee, north du- a wee north double. By the way.
0: Because oh, Ross County upwind Thistle, and let's like, what, just let just mix it up a bit. Let's go Ross County part of Thistle, since so you just brought it up. <coughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And right. I will say I'm. Oh, I can't see another Ross County win. Yep. So I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go three nil.
2: that's quite quite bold. Um, I'll say, I'll say two 0
0: Um,
2: but I certainly think County, given their start, they'll be looking to to get back and and you know to winning ways, having been so close to their first ever win at Fair Park on, on Saturday
1: there. So, uh, yeah. I think they'll have too much for Thistle at uh, Victoria Park. Definitely. I was thinking two 0 as well. And Ross County are 9 10 at home. The right. draw is 13 to 5 and Partick Thistle 31 uh, to 10. the
0: Highland double sounds nice, does not it? So it, so be it could, be,
1: right. could be a that'd, that'd be a right good double I think. Yeah, let's go back up uh
0: go to Hamilton versus Murlo. Oh, at or Derby. Uh, ooh, I don't know what to make of this one.
2: This this could be a close one, yeah.
0: yeah. I don't, there's I'm usually a, goals I'm in these
1: but am uh, going for a draw.
0: Two go. all. Oh, I'm going two one Guns. Hamilton, I think. Nearly the same, but uh, I'll go for the Hamilton one two one.
2: Yeah, I Yeah am I'm, I'm gonna say three two. I think the will I, oh. I think you're right. There there will goals on this. 3-2 yeah, three, three, Hamilton for me. Nice. Uh, and uh, the final
1: are eight oh. go. How about Ewo's the draws? thirteen to five and Mother Wells, thirteen to five as well.
0: Aye, I think the bookies are going to me now. Good. <laughs> okay, the final cut start of the game is Kilmarnock versus St. Johnson, and I cannot see past St. Johnson because they've got a decent win, and they're probably going to be on now. So I'll go two one St. Johnson.
2: I fancy a score draw in on this
0: one. Uh, yeah that cut out before you let us know what the score was
1: nope <laughs> I've got 2-1 for St Johnson uh, the odds are 74 come four like 5-2 in the draw and 6-4 St Johnson
0: sorry Andy what was your prediction one each one each right ok I got cut out before I heard them. <laughs> Oh, ok right
1: so it's no, it's not just me then that's cutting no, out then no what it's,
0: it's it? just everybody seems to be cutting out I don't know what's going on Anyway, let's move on to the Sunday games and first off is the Taylor game by Rocks because it's a two fifteen kickoff. It is a big game at Dinkastle like Hearts versus Aberdeen. And I'm gonna say Aberdeen's winning run is coming to an end. I'm gonna say Well, I'm gonna say two one Hearts. I'll get back to winning ways.
2: Controversial. <laughs> um, yeah not only coming to an end, but uh, defeated as well. Yep. Um, I fancy Aberdeen to win it 1-0. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was thinking 1-0 as well, which would be interesting if we win against Hamilton tomorrow, be, if we at Hearts, that'll be 8-0, which mm-hmm. will equal George Burley's record when he was at Hearts. Yep. Uh, and that's only been better, well, in terms of modern-day football, it's only been better one, uh, a few times. Rangers in 2010. So... And we had but, a we um,
0: had discussion on Twitter that earlier actually. The record in Scotland is eighteen, because Rangers won all eighteen games and was it eighteen ninety nine or something? I
1: mean, <laughs> the year before, Celtic were undefeated but they drew, yeah, they drew three,
0: three, three yeah. games. So, yeah, so what's the odds?
1: The odds are the home win is nine to five. Quite quite big. my nice God for uh, a home game. The draw draws twelve to <laughs> five and Aberdeen are six to four.
0: There you go, some money Good to be door
1: made door there,
0: round, eh? to be honest. Yeah, value, oh yeah, definitely. If you fancy Aberdeen to win 64, is not bad. No. Alright, the final game of the weekend, because Celtic are playing Ajax away on Thursday night, they play on Sunday against Dundee. It's a home game at Celtic Park, so I will go with my incredibly boring 2-0 but almost, nah, I'm not going to go 2-0, I'm going to go 2-1 because I don't trust your defence.
1: I'm going uh,
0: for 2-0. Off. Even off. That's bold. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Uh,
1: I, I
2: think Celtic think. will be quite comfortable in this one. I think uh, 3-0 to be honest.
0: Nice. The
1: Celtic are 2-9 and the draws 5-1 to and Dundee are 14-1 which I like, think is massive.
0: That's ridiculous. Honestly, that's utterly ridiculous. For, given the Celtic's current form, that's Farsicle. Oh, even a John,
1: yeah. double chance double chance
0: for Dundee would be quite Double good, chance for Dundee, that's not a bad
1: bet actually. Off the back of a European game. Ah, exactly, because that's the a thing. We're, we're, well. we're
0: away to Ajax, it's <laughs> not as if it's even at home. But, I mean, what I said earlier, if Ajax are on form, they're likely to be even better at scoring than Aberdeen. You would think. And Aberdeen scored two, probably could have scored another three or four if they'd taken those chances in the first half. so Ah, I feel the worst than Aj- against Ajax in Amsterdam, so... Aye, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week, but I'd rather not even think about it right now, to be honest. That's a, a frightening concept, especially when the last time we were able to be lost, uh, was it 1-0? It was 3-1, 3 was it, 3-1? I
2: don't
0: think it was as much as that. It was a couple of years ago anyway. I think the, the the it was the fans that got a batter in as opposed
1: to the... The 3-1 game? Was it? I can't even remember. Um. Hello? Hello? Right, back again. Uh, yep. Yeah, back. Great right, No. I was...
0: remember years ago,
1: was it not years ago Celtic 1-3, was it? Yeah, aye, I that, I that was, was under the matter of like in
0: 2001. Yeah, I'm talking about the more recent game, it was a couple of years ago, it was 1-0. That oh, was 1-0, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right, okay, I wasn't going to go mad, I didn't remember it right. <laughs> yeah, we weren't great, we, we, I actually weren't great that day. But we still managed to lose to them, which was disappointing. So. It's, uh, it's a tricky start to the campaign, uh, and a tricky group. So, You well, beat just them around.
2: at home in that, uh, that particular group. It was a 2-1 win, wasn't it? Yeah, it
0: yeah. was that a forest penalty in Kyle, got a second. Aye. Aye. They got one late on, and it was yeah, squeaky
2: it was bum, bum time, time as <laughs> yeah. memory serves.
0: Yep. Alright, so, since we're having trouble with... Or technical difficulties tonight. Let's see if we can just get this wrapped up and we'll finish off with the charity bet. Uh, we mentioned Inverness in Ross County. What would £10 get on that? As we all frantically bring up my <laughs> Right, a £10 double on Ross County Inverness returns £57. So minus the take up £47 for us.
1: I think that sounds alright. I think this is reasonable, game. yeah. I think we're,
0: yep. we're probably could. They do a wee win, so we'll go with the. I like the Highland double, so we'll go with that. Mm. Uh, first goal scorer. Any suggestions? <sighs> well, not somebody that scored this weekend. I know. I, know, <laughs> I was looking at Peterhead in Breaking City and thinking, mm, maybe. But then that would be Ronnie McAllister, and we'd already just said, no. Because yeah. they lost 2 0 at home to for at the, the weekend, they're Breaking, so. Yeah. What about Waghorn at Wag Rangers? They're <sighs> away to the barn. The only thing that the Rangers are sharing their goals are on the team. we were asked got the first goal
2: of the weekend there. So, uh, so who knows. Uh, Here I've got Airdrie Onions, um, Jordan Preston, Alan Forrest both got, uh, got goals against Dunframlin on, on Saturday. They're, they're a side that are doing very well.
0: Yeah, yeah it's not an idea. I think Airdrie are doing well and that's the thing. Aye, aye Breaking are bottom With no points And Peter Header at home and and, uh, You know what I know he scored At the weekend But I can't even see past on to McAllister now
1: <laughs> I think he was one of the Was he not one of the best Last year for first goals Yeah I think so yeah, I think McAllister's
0: absolutely. a good bet Right we'll He's go to just now. happy with that Right yep. Alright The odds of that Will appear On the SFF Podcast Twitter account Later in the week Once we get them uh, as well the the up to date odds on the the, the Ross County Inverness double. I'll probably get that on Friday, uh, as usual. Uh, so unless there's anything else, I think we're pretty much done for this week.
2: Just wanted to say it was it was nice to finally meet one of the one of the other uh, podcast members, Laurie on Friday.
0: Yeah, I saw the two of you finally caught up, which was good.
2: Inverness Hearts game, yeah, it was he was a wee bit despondent at full time, but yeah, yeah. It's because like you're so that's far from bit the pies. Me
1: Before, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> I,
2: don't, I know, but you, you introduced me to the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you don't count.
0: Oh no, oh, that's harsh. <laughs> 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 nah, we keep talking about we keep talking about a podcast meetup. At some point we should do a, We should do organise a proper one at some point. Yeah, we should. It's been a few years since we had one, so. Uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll always, what at least case? if we meet up, at least if we meet up, there won't be any technical difficulties. <laughs> that would be a, a novelty. Yeah, see, we are having technical difficulties again. <laughs> right, okay. At least, we, at least if we meet up in the pub, we'll
1: be able
0: to hear each sure. other. Exactly. I, was, I just said that, but you couldn't hear me.
1: <laughs> Did you? Oh, oh, you'd better. <laughs>
0: Oh, you know what, this is probably time to wrap up. Right, Yep. it's been it's been that kind of week as far as I'm concerned. It started with Scotland, it's finished with Celtic. <laughs> oh, Celtic a couple of days ago and it's finished with a podcast. It's been an absolute nightmare and I thought last week was bad. So, uh, yeah, it's time to wrap up. I would say thanks for anybody that's still listening. Uh, <laughs> thanks for keeping with us. <laughs> it's been a difficult one. I hope it's been worth it. And uh, thanks for coming on, guys. It's been a pleasure to speak to you in between the gaps once again.
2: <laughs> cheers, guys. Thank you.
1: Cheers. Bye. Right. If you hear this, bye. If you hear this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Right. Cheers. <laughs>